sometimes God will kind of baby you sometimes. But then other times he jacked you straight up. Like, let me tell you what's really going on and where you really at. And this was one of those times. So if you can put up Romans 8, 13. And he broke this down to me. It's pretty simple. I was saying, God, why is all this stuff happening to me? What am I doing wrong, Jesus? <laughs> I'm going to church. I'm praying, Jesus. I'm doing all these things. <laughs> but he said, Romans 8, 13. <laughs> Sorry, guys. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Like, hold on, Lord, pause. I think, I thought that I was living according to the Spirit of God. But then he started reminding me of certain things. He was like, okay, so you're living according to the Spirit of God, right? So why every time when you sense that something is going on, you go turn on the TV? Or you grab your cell phone and scroll on social media for hours, which ain't doing nothing but feeding your flesh. You cry, but I tell you what to do, and you don't do it. So are you really living according to the spirit of God that's on the inside of you? All those things are fleshly things. So I need three volunteers. It don't matter if you're a woman, man, little boy, whatever. Three. Just three. Come on. <laughs> three. No, I want some young people because they raise their hand. Come. One of y'all. One. One. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give y'all an illustration, right? This is your spirit, this is your soul, and this is your body. The spirit, we know, is what we're supposed to be living according to. So Keisha is the spirit. The soul, for those of you who do not know, the soul consists of your will, your desires, your personality, and your emotions. And we know that the body is the flesh. According to scripture, we can't please God in this, right? So this is what some of us are doing. Spirit is always willing to pray, always willing to obey God, always willing to do the right thing. The soul, however, is what I feel at the moment. My will, that's supposed to be submitted to the Spirit. But most of the time, this is what we're doing. God says do something. Our soul, instead of submitting to our spirit, submits to what our body wants to do. Turn back. The Lord says, I need you to pray. But Lord, I don't feel like your body does what your soul wants you to do. The will, your will, what you want to do, turn back for. Instead, both of these, turn to Keisha, are supposed to be submitted unto the Spirit, not you. You don't turn back. You don't turn <laughs> Your soul and your body are supposed to be submitted unto the Spirit of God. Because we know 
that only things in the spirit produce life. And this is the only way that we can please God. Turn back. The Lord tells us, I'm going to make it plain for those of us who not married yet. The Lord says, do not be unequally yoked. My will says, maybe, Lord, I can be the one that saves you. The Spirit says, do not be unequally yoked. No matter what your body wants to do, let's keep it real. This is what we do. The body gives in to what the will of the will or our will wants to do. What we're supposed to be looking at. Keisha, right? Both of these are supposed to be submitted unto Keisha. The problem with the body of Christ is that these two rule are too much. Too much. And we're expected to produce something. But ain't nothing coming out of these two. Now, one thing. We think we produce something, but how many times you think you got food in your basket and all that food rotten? And you looking for something. God, I thought I was doing this. It's not there. Nothing is in your basket. Everything, spirit, soul, and body, God told us that for a reason. Because he knew how many times you think you know what you want, but you change your mind. Raise your hand. It always will change. How many times you think you know you want something today, but tomorrow it may change? And God do that. That's why he said, walk according and live according to your spirit. Because God doesn't change. What he said will be. And that's it. However, if we're not doing this, and we let in one, we trying to do this. We trying to turn, but it ain't going to turn. The only thing that's going to submit is your body to your soul and your soul to your body. But we're supposed to be living according to the spirit of God. Y'all can leave. Thank y'all so much. And I think we try to get God to do what we want him to do. God, this is what I want. So I should have it. But that's not going to happen. That's what y'all can see. So, um, yeah, that scripture was the first thing that came to me. And God was like, you're not living. You're not living according to the spirit of God. So we all heard the scripture that says obedience is better than sacrifice. I think sometimes we get that confused. Because obedience is better than sacrifice. But that sacrifice he's talking about is the sacrifice of you coming to church. You doing all the outward things. But are you obeying the spirit of God that's on the inside of you? I'm telling you, y'all, this jacked me up. I am. But it was good to jack up. Because it still showed the grace of God for him to come and tell me what it really was. Okay. So, let's see. Okay, so I want everybody to repeat after me. And that means everybody. So that means you have to actually open up your mouth this morning. Because, you know, faith comes by hearing, right? And you hear it. Sometimes you're more than one. So, um, I want you to say, I am a spirit. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I have a soul. And I live in a body. And I live in a body. One more time. I am a spirit. I am a spirit. I have a soul. 
soul. I have a soul. And I live in a body. Okay, so the Lord doesn't want us to live from our souls, but from our spirit, but it's because it's the only place that produces life, because we are spirit beings. To live by the spirit of God is to have life. To live by the body is to die. So, to the point where I was at from last week, I got there because I wasn't living according to the spirit of God that was on the inside Sometimes it don't, it takes, it's a slow down. Sometimes it's quick. That's just how it is. Okay, so let's go to, so I'm asking God, okay God, why or how, and give me another illustration from your word as to why I should be walking according to the period of God that's on the me. So let's go to Romans 8 and 5. We're going to be in Romans, y'all. Romans is, we got everything that you need. So I also talked about, while you're turning there, I talked about um, the thoughts that came to my mind that I did not convey or go or um, challenge back and forth. And God was still relating all of this, pulling it together, asking me walking in the flesh. And he kept telling me, he was like, how do you expect to have a supernatural God relationship with me and you walking in your flesh? If everything that is in the flesh is always contradictory or going against the spirit, how are you trying to have a relationship with me if you're walking in the flesh? Now, we're talking about living. We ain't saying like every now and then, you, you know, have a moment. But we're talking about living like habitually, continually walking in the flesh. There's a difference. Okay, so Romans 8 and 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The thoughts in your mind can tell you what you live in accordance to. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Yeah, that was good. Amen. Sometimes self-evaluation don't always feel good. I'm telling you. So, in that moment where I was doing, where I was having all these thoughts and I wasn't combating them, I wasn't um, reading my word. I was trying to ignore the enemy, which never works. And I found myself dying and not being as sensitive to the things of God. I would come to church, and it's kind of from the time. You come to church, you don't sense anything, you start to spectate and look at people and try to, what's the word? Try to look at other people's flaws to get it off of yourself. When all actuality, you are the one. So if you find yourself doing that, Oh, 
my 13th there. No, that is not the right one. Galatians 5.13. Sorry, guys. I got too many. I like the thing with you. And this is also what God would convicted me as well. Because we have freedom to do whatever we want to do, guys. Oh, yeah. Do believe that. You do. But let's see what God says about that. If you didn't say amen. amen. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. I'm going to read that one more time. You are free. I'm paraphrase. But do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. So you know how people be like, I'm sorry, not be like more proper. You know how people, they say that we should, well, we're under grace now, we're not under law. You heard that before? Or God will judge me, or he knows my heart, etc., etc. which is very true, which is scary at the same time. But God says to us in here, you have the freedom to do whatever you want to do. He gave us that. But if you're using your freedom to overindulge in worldly behavior, then you still don't know who you belong to or who you are. If you're still doing, if you're saying, oh, I have the freedom to do this, so I will do it, you still have not got the concept of your freedom. Because guess what? That type of freedom will lead you back to slavery. The problem with the children of Israel, and I have listened, was not the fact that they may didn't want to be free. The problem was they couldn't leave their old life behind. They couldn't get out of Egypt. They kept saying, oh, we had food and stuff there, but you were slaves. Oh, but we were, but you were slaves. And I said this a couple of times, and I know some of us have too. Well, when I was in the world, it wasn't this hard, but you were a slave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the other part. Some of us, I'm telling you, it's like God has seriously set us free from every single thing. Every single thing. I mean, there is nothing that is supposed to have us in bondage. But we have literally put our own selves in there. Because we won't believe what God said. And we won't believe who we belong to. And who he's called us to be. Some of us do, we've had people in our lives to tell us who we were. You know, our childhood or whatever the case may be. But when you came into Christ, and this is what he had to tell me. Even though he's still teaching me a lot about who I am, he was like, I've already told you who you are. Why do I have to keep telling you again and again who you are? The problem is that a lot of us don't want to be that. It's a hard thing. Because I always tell my friends, you do what you believe. You want to know what you believe? You can look at your life. Sorry, guys, it's for me too. Trust me, it's deep. So, 
God told us that the freedom that we have in him should be used to serve other people and to be humble. To be humble. To be humble. And serve other people. So you're used to your freedom just to have your little girls trip, to travel from here and there, and not really help anybody else if you're only concerned about yourself. You out of order. That was not what your freedom was for. <sighs> okay, guys. So, you may say, okay, if I am living according to the flesh, how do I live according to the Spirit of God and one inside Well, we talked about this, and Pastor Jones talked about it a little bit this morning. But God took me to Ephesians 6 when he talked about the full armor of God. Um, according to my um, concordance dictionary, the full armor of God is the combat equipment of a Christian soldier who fights against spirit, spiritual wickedness, or the full resources of God that are available to all who take up their cross and follow Christ. So we can go to Ephesians 6, 13, e. I need to know that I am new. 
I've been made new. I'm not the old T, I'm the new T, the new T that's in Christ. And some of us still think that because we have been doing things for so long that that's the way we, we can just do it. No, no, no. There's a new standard and a new relationship that has been established. 18. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kind of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. I know that it gave us five, um, five different pieces, but I believe prayer is one of those things. can also be used as a weapon. Praying at all times. At all times. And not what we want, what Pastor Jones was saying, but what God wants. What does his, his word say that he wants to happen in our life? What does his word say about your unsaved loved ones? What does his word say about your body that is sick or not doing what, what it's supposed to do according to the word of God? However, the Lord then led me to, after he told me how to live according to the spirit of God that's on the inside of me, and how, that I'm supposed to be doing it, it's not a choice. I'm supposed to be doing it anyway. But he said, none of this will matter if you have not decided to be holy. If you have not decided to be holy, the Holy Spirit is already in us. So there's no excuse for us not to be holy. And God would ask us to do something that we could not do. Because he said to be holy as I am holy. Right, yeah. holy so let's look up what the word holy means. Because okay. at first I thought, I started naming stuff. Well, you do this, you don't do that. You do this, you don't do that. God was like, no ma'am, let's look a little deeper than what you're doing. Holy means dedicated, consecrated to God or religious purpose. Dedicated, consecrated to God for a religious purpose. Can you say that you dedicated to God for whatever his purpose is in your life? Okay, so let's go a little deeper with these words. Dedicated means having single-minded loyalty. You know who side you on and you stick it to it. You can't be moved. You can't be shaken. You know who side you on. Do you know who side you on? Young people, do you know who side you on? Because without dedication and loyalty, you can't be holy. And that's that video too. I'm telling you, this is for me. Dedicated, consecrated to God for a religious purpose. Too many of us don't know who side we are. You can't be a friend of God, a friend of the world, and a friend of God at the same time. It's either one or the other. And a lot of us, that's where the problem is. We haven't made up our mind. Without you. Come on, talk to you, man. You get that. 
And that's the reason why our life cannot produce produce the things of God, because we don't know who's telling us. Whose side are you on? And honestly, there's only one side, there's only one way to side. So he ain't on his side. Do 
come to church and you don't sense nothing and you just focus on everything else, I'm telling you, the day you need to make your choice, what you gonna do? That's all I have. Be holy or eat your holy.